This episode of the ACB Advocacy Update has been made possible in part through the support of ACB of Minnesota. You're listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the ACB Advocacy Update. I am your host, Clark Rockfall. ACUB's Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs. Uh, A big thank you to everyone who tuned in and made such a success the second annual Audio Description Awards Gala. And if you were unable to tune in the evening of Tuesday, November 29th, no worries. It is available on demand and you can find it on the ACB YouTube channel, as well as stream it from adawardsgala.org. In addition to viewing the, and sharing, of course, the Audio Description Awards Gala, uh, please consider supporting ACB's Audio Description Project by making a donation, which you can do directly from adawardsgala.org as well as from the ACB homepage, which is acb.org. And as always, if you have any advocacy-related questions or topics, you can reach out to me and my colleague Swatha Nandukumar by emailing advocacy at acb.org. Well, today we're bringing you a, a topic and an opportunity to be part of the conversation Uh, an advocacy-related conversation about accessible and assistive technology. We're happy to be joined by some of our members as well as partners of the American Council of the Blind. Uh, We have today John Glass, who is the chair of the board of directors for the Vista Center in Silicon Valley, California. John, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Clark. Thank you so much for having us on today. Absolutely, and thank you. And then we also have Ned Desmond, who is the executive producer for an event hosted by the Vista Center called Site Tech Global. Ned, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Clark. Thanks very much for having me on the show. Absolutely. Glad glad you could join us here today. So, so far, we've mentioned the, the Vista Center as well as SiteTech Global. And ACB has been involved with SiteTech Global, a a virtual conference uh, all about accessible and assistive technology. And our involvement began in 2020. So right in the the heart of the first year of the pandemic, but a a great opportunity to not only debut, but discuss the importance of our health and wellness get up and get moving campaign and we are approaching uh, the 2022 site tech global which will be held next week virtually december 7th and 8th with an in-person component on december 9th so that's our topic here for today to share with you all uh, what exactly is site tech global where can you learn more and how can you how can you join 
this free and open virtual event. So John, I'd, I'd like to begin with you. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, who exactly is John Glass? So you're an ACB member, correct? Yes, I am, Clark. I joined the Silicon Valley Council of the Blind in 1989, and uh, we are an affiliate of California Council, of course. I um, have served in a number of leadership positions within SVCB, and I have attended over 30 of ACB's national conventions. I am a member of ACB Radio Amateurs and have served as president and vice president a couple of times for that organization. And um, being involved with ACB has really been a pleasure. I, uh, I, I enjoy it very much. Oh my goodness. So John, when was your first ACB convention? My first convention was 1987 in Los Angeles, and it was just a tremendous experience. Fabulous. And when was your last ACB convention? Well, my last ACB convention was uh, this summer, as a matter of fact, in Omaha, Nebraska. Awesome. And And I hope that you're able to join us next year in Schaumburg, Illinois, outside of Chicago. I really hope so, too. It sounds like it's going to be a great location uh, to hold the convention, and um, I'm sure that there will be all kinds of interesting tours and, and other events to get involved with. So uh, it's, it's going to be great, and I, I hope to be there. That's great. And so, John, outside of uh, <laughs> your your involvement with uh, ACB and your 30-year history of you know, intend, attending and collaborating as part of ACB conventions and your involvement with uh, um, the Radio Amateurs affiliate. Who is John Glass outside of ACB? Well, I'm totally blind and I've lived here in the Silicon Valley all my life. I graduated from St. Mary's College with my bachelor's degree in business administration uh, with a minor in communications. And I've worked for several technology companies as well as a few uh, telecommunications companies. The access technology companies that I've worked with have been Arkenstone, Benetech, Bookshare, and also Blazy Engineering. That's great. And, and as I said in the intro, you are now the chair of the board of directors for the Vista Center. And we'll, we'll find out more about Vista Center here in a moment. Uh, but I would like to get to know our, our second guest, uh, second in order, still first in our hearts, Ned Desmond. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining us here today as well. Oh, thank you, Clark. It's, it's great to be with you and John. Um, well, my, my background is mostly in media. Uh, I, uh, until recently, a couple of years ago, ran a, a media business called TechCrunch uh, that focuses on startups and venture capital and Silicon Valley and around the world. Um, these days, my day job is uh, as a, op- what they call an operating partner at a venture firm called SOSV that specializes in climate tech and health tech early stage investing. 
And uh, my uh, real passion for the past uh, three years has been to produce the PsychTech Global Event, uh, which I know we're going to talk more about. Uh, but I've uh, learned so much about the community and um, and the technology and uh, all that's wrapped around it. Uh, uh, and my introduction to the community really is through my wife, who is uh, has retinitis pigmentosa and is uh, legally blind. And so that uh, has, um, of course, uh, been a central part of our lives. And uh, she also happens to be a uh, member of the board at Vista. So she serves with John on the board at Vista. Great. Thanks so much, Ned. Uh, John, if you wouldn't mind, tell us a little bit more about the Vista Center. Absolutely. Um, we're a nonprofit full service agency for people who are blind or have low vision. Uh, we started providing our services in 1936, and now we serve over 3,500 clients annually uh, from three locations. We cover five counties. Um, our clients range in age from three to 103. And uh, we have uh, all kinds of programs for youth, working adults, and seniors. We also have a low vision clinic in each of our three locations. And we have a store uh, that carries aids and, and products that blind and visually impaired people typically use. Uh, we have a, a small store in each location so that people can get things like canes, watches, uh, highlighter pens, bump dots, and, and those sorts of things. So um, we are um, continuing to grow. We currently have about 60 employees, and we are doing a lot more now in the school systems, our uh, Teachers of the visually impaired have more and more students that they're working with, and um, it's really uh, it's really been nice. We have also started handling some Braille transcription hmm. projects, and um, and that's a, another area that we're looking to expand in. And John, when did you first get involved with the Vista Center? Well, I first got involved with our San Jose location when I was a kid back in the late 1960s. And we had a number of activities back then for young people. There were cooking classes, field trips. We went kayaking once. Um, it was really not only an opportunity to learn things, but to also socialize with other kids who were blind or had low vision. And a number of us uh, became lifelong friends as a result of those programs. And as we've stated several times now, now you're the, the chairman of the board of directors. So what was, why was it important for you to get involved with the, the Vista Center board and, and ultimately as the chairman of the board of the Vista Center? Well, I've been a member of Vista Center's Board of Directors on and off for about the last 20 years. And um, I was interested in uh, learning as much about it as I could because there were a few people for the last few years who've been pushing me to uh, take the chair, uh, chair position. And um, 
with my uh, business background in education and also uh, some of the work that I've done uh, with a couple of the telecommunications companies where I was uh, uh, director of sales and, uh, and managed customer service, I really felt that I could put my skills to work for Vista Center, being able to not only represent the organization as its leader of the board, but also being able to represent it as a client myself, because I've been intimately involved with all of our programs, um, you know, for, for quite some time. And when did you become chairman of the board for Vista Center? I became board chair in 2020. So I've been in this position for two and a half years now. And uh, my term will end in June of next year. And at that point, I'm looking forward to continuing as a board member, but uh, handing the reins over to another capable person. Thank, thanks, John. And th thanks for sharing uh, that background for, for you and Vista Center um, and your, your experiences with the organization. I'll, I'll give you a break now. Um, and, and turn the hot seat over to Ned here. So Ned, share with our listeners, what is Site Tech Global? <laughs> well, thanks for asking that question, Clark. Uh, Site Tech Global is a, a virtual event, uh, first off, uh, until this year, uh, year one, 2020 and 2021, year two. Uh, we did it entirely virtually, which means that all of the uh, talks uh, and uh, the exchanges between attendees at the event took place online. And uh, I set out to create this event uh, back uh, in early 2020 when I was talking to Kare Lyle, uh, the uh, director, CEO of Vista, and my wife. And we were all chatting about the, the challenges that an organization like Vista faced, uh, especially related to the uh, COVID's impact on in-person fundraising. So uh, there was a great legacy of in-person mm -hmm. fundraising events at Vista that were, were no longer really feasible at uh, the height of COVID. And at that time, I was just leaving my uh, job uh, at TechCrunch and I had some time on my hands. And I volunteered that uh, as somebody who had spent the past 10 years really producing all kinds of technology-related events, I not only knew how to do them, but I had a very deep Rolodex of, of speakers and that I was particularly interested in artificial intelligence or AI as it's usually referred to. Um, and it's the impact of that family of technologies on assistive tech uh, for the blind and visually impaired. Um, so I, I, my wheels started turning and I thought, well, I could probably pull together a, quite an interesting event of world-class experts on this topic of AI and its, uh, its place and impact on assistive technology. And um, because I also have the Rolodex of people who write sponsorship checks to um, media events, like the ones we produced at TechCrunch, I thought I could probably do a good job of raising some money. Because the dynamic there is that these big tech companies and even small tech companies that work hard in this area don't have that many opportunities to put their experts on stage. And everybody loves to put their top people on a stage where they can talk about their work and uh, help. Uh, the interested uh, audience, in this case, people who are, uh, you know, whose loved ones are blind or visually impaired or who are themselves. Uh, 
that's a that's a great audience. So this was a little bit of a hunch, uh, but Carey Lyle uh, was uh, nice enough to let me go forward, and in the hopes that I would uh, bring in some interesting sponsorship revenue and also build an event that was really worthwhile for the community of people who are concerned about blindness and uh, who work in that, that domain of creating a, a, a better accessibility and better assistive tech and all the rest. Um, the outcome, uh, which was uh, over two days, we went from 8 a.m. to noon, more or less, uh, on uh, two days in December and uh, 20 and 21. And we had about uh, 20 sessions. So some of these were fireside chats with a moderator and one person. And some of them were small panel discussions, two or three people with a moderator. And we talked about a lot of different things. We talked about AI in general, what's the technology all about, where is it going? We talked about AI in very specific ways as it relates to existing technology for people who are blind or visually impaired. So for instance, we had Saqeb Sheikh, who is at Microsoft and is the main guy behind Seeing AI, which is an important app. Uh, we had uh, uh, Jeffrey Bigham from Apple, who's a research scientist and does a lot of the work related to computer vision and accessibility at Apple and so forth. Those just give you, that gives you an idea of the level of people and their deep technical expertise uh, that we had on the show. Um, but we were striving not to make it uh, uh, to walk a line between a pretty technical conversation, but also one that, uh, you know, the rest of us who are non-technical could understand. Uh, mm. So we got moderators who were really good at walking that line, uh, good at getting speakers to explain themselves, uh, asking questions, uh, setting context, uh, keeping it as practical as possible. And, and I think we succeeded that way. So um, we were so happy after the first year because we not only succeeded in, in making a meaningful dent in uh, the, the um, uh, fundraising needs of Vista, uh, we also created a show that uh, was really warmly welcomed in the, the technical community associated with accessibility. We had more than 2,000 people attend the show live, uh, which was easy to do, of course, because it was free. Uh, we, we really worked hard to make it highly accessible, which is not easy online. And uh, it was global. So we had people from over 70 countries uh, tune into the show. Um, then, uh, because not everybody could make the hours of the day, because uh, it was based on California time, more or less 8 a.m. To, to noon, uh, we quickly uh, published all of the sessions on YouTube and also included uh, text files uh, so people who uh, use Braille readers and, and uh, other means to, to consume the information could easily access it. And uh, those uh, sessions from the past two years live on on YouTube and have received thousands and thousands of views uh, over the past couple of years. Um, so they're a nice kind of library of content. Um, uh, and this year uh, we're proceeding with very much the same game plan, but we're making one addition in response to a lot of suggestions we had from folks involved in the show that we try to do something in person, especially for the, the builders, uh, the creators, the folks working with this technology uh, for assistive tech. And so we're doing that in San Jose. Uh, we expect about 100 people. It's, it's not a general audience. It's, it's very much designed for the, for the creators, the builders in this, in this world. 
working on assistive tech. And we have some workshops and uh, a few presentations um, uh, that are really designed to help that group uh, network and uh, spend some time with each other and, and catch up on projects that, that they're involved with. So um, that's the sort of uh, the backstory uh, to, to SiteTech Global. And I'm very pleased to be associated with it and to, to spin it up on Vista's behalf. Yeah, and you, and you gave us a lot of information there. If folks uh, would like to learn more about this year's events, uh, Ned, I believe the website is sitetechglobal.com. Is that correct? That is correct. It's uh, and, it's uh, top. You can easily search for it on Google at just Site Tech Global. The and Site S I G H T Tech T E C H Global. Correct. Uh, and, and what are the dates again for for this year's event? December seventh and eighth are the virtual event, and uh, December 9th is the in person event. Um, and that virtual event for the the nationwide and global audience that's going to sitetechglobal.com. Uh, you do have to register, but registration is free. Is that correct? Registration is free. Participation is free. Um, red, we only ask people to register so that we can send them uh, links so that they can actually join the event. Um, there's no login required. Uh, uh, we made a lot of, we did a lot of things uh, to encourage maximum participation and, and zero accessibility headaches. So um, the registration is really just so you can get your name and email and, and, and provide the relevant links when the show starts. We send the links out a day before the show and then an hour before the show. And to join the show, all you have to do is click on the link um, and you're in. So there isn't any subsequent logging in or anything like that. That's great. I love it. Trying to make it as easy and accessible and usable as possible and meet people where they are. Uh, and again, if, if folks are unable to join the and participate in the live events, will this year's Site Tech Global be archived and available on demand on YouTube as well? Yes, it will be. It will be YouTube um, along with the prior year's events uh, with transcripts. And uh, that'll happen very shortly after the show. Anyone who's uh, given us their name and email will receive an email notifying them that the sessions are now available on YouTube with a link uh, that will provide access. And where on YouTube uh, may folks go to find either previous years and sessions of Site Tech Global, or in, in case there's something they missed or something they loved so much they want to watch it again? Uh, is that the Vista Center's YouTube page? Is that the Site Tech Global YouTube channel? Where can they go to find content? It's, uh, well, they're, uh, probably the most direct way to find it is uh, to go to YouTube and go to search and just type in Site Tech Global again, and it'll take you to the channel where all of our videos live. Um, alternatively, you can go to Google and type in YouTube and then Site Tech Global and uh, YouTube will, uh, Google will usually give you a direct link to the channel that we run inside of YouTube. That's great. Thank you so much, Ned. Uh, John, so 
you've been the board chair for two, two and a half years now. You started in 2020. And coincidentally, Site Tech Global is in their third year, also began in 2020. Uh, could you share with us a little bit more about why Vista Center felt it was important to, to host and produce an event like Site Tech Global? We are very proud to host this event uh, because it is so closely aligned with our mission. The speakers, sponsors, and attendees all care deeply about improving accessibility for people who are blind or low vision. And, um, you know, Sight Tech Global really raises the awareness worldwide about access technology, uh, which is being developed. And it provides attendees the opportunity to learn directly from the leaders in the industry. So we have been um, getting more and more involved with access technology companies. Um, we have been increasing the access technology training that Vista Center offers to our clients. And it's just really been a win-win situation all the way around in terms of Vista Center having this wonderful opportunity with Ned to provide so much information, not only to consumers and users of access technology, but also to the people who develop it, because many of the speakers and participants in Site Tech Global have come back to us and said, thank you so much for allowing me to interact with other developers who I've heard of, but didn't know in, you know, personally, uh, before the site tech global conference got us together. So that's, that's been a very important aspect of it too. Thanks, John. Now, Ned, you're the former executive and chief operating officer of TechCrunch, but I'm going to do my best to uh, impersonate a tech reporter here and push a little harder and dig a little deeper. So there's, there's already uh, various assistive and, and accessible technology conferences so that the Assistive Technology Industry Association, um, Cal State University of uh, Northbrook and CSUN Assistive Technology Conference, the events around Global Accessibility Awareness Day, and then the, the new edition of AxCon hosted by DQ. So what sets, in addition to what John said, what sets Site Tech Global apart from all of these other events highlighting assistive and accessible technology? That's a great question, Clark. And uh, there is overlap, of course, with all of these events. Um, but I would say that from a content and programming standpoint, what sets us apart is our, our general orientation around uh, AI and AI's impact on assistive tech and accessibility. <clears throat> so um, most of the really exciting things that have happened in the past decade uh, for assistive tech have, have been related to uh, AI, whether it's Alexa being able to speak to you 
um, or whether it's uh, uh, computer vision applications able to identify things, or whether it's mapping applications uh, enabling uh, easier navigation. Uh, these are all AI-based, and they tend to um, kind of creep into the equation without people really noticing, but the technology is remarkable, and it, uh, as much as it enables things and improves uh, uh, access, there are also challenges to it that are not so well understood and, and not always focused on and, and should be a conversation, source of a, a good conversation. So I would say that um, our focus on, on that technology and, and not strictly speaking, because we'll do some other things that are adjacent to it, but that's the heart of what we do. And the uh, other focus is on builders. So uh, a lot of uh, events related to accessibility have a, a strong corporate dimension. They're about policy, they're about the law and so forth, and very important, very worthy. But we really try to stay uh, zeroed in on, on research and, 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 uh, and development uh, design. We like to really speak to the people who are creating these things. Uh, so that's another distinctive element of our show. Uh, we're also free, uh, we're virtual, um, and, and thereby really provide access in a way that uh, none of those other shows have ever been able to do. And a lot of the most gratifying um, feedback that I get from our audience is uh, the global feedback. So these are people who could never afford to come to an event in the United States to meet some of the practitioners who uh, you know, are so interesting to hear from and to meet in person. But they're in Latin America, they're in Africa, they're in Asia. And uh, I just get some astonishing emails from people saying, uh, this is quite remarkable because I've never had access to content like this before. Um, so that's another important dimension of, of um, what we're doing. And I think the other thing that probably sets us apart from most of those events is that we're a fundraiser first and foremost. We're not a for-profit show. Uh, so the it's run by volunteers. Our, the cost of running the show is a small fraction of the amount of sponsorship revenue that we bring in. And uh, in that sense, uh, you know, uh, a big win for Vista. Thank you, Ned. The things that stood out to me there is you're, you're creating value for uh, not only the, the sponsors and developers from the tech community, but also the, the global audience by making, uh, making this content available as a, a free virtual event. And I, I think that that is, that is critical and, and great that Vista Center and you all are able, are able to do this. And certainly something that ACB was happy to be a part of in the first year in 2020, again, it, as we kicked off our Get Up and Get Moving campaign and talked about how technology can improve independence and access for the health and wellness of people who are blind and low vision. And this year, ACB will host another breakout session, talking with our partners from Waymap, as well as Verizon Communications and Wayfinder Family Services about the Waymap uh, navigation and wayfinding technology, how they, they map the built environment, they use AI, uh, artificial intelligence, and algorithms to identify the best 
routes of travel, both for indoor and outdoor navigation, uh, but also why it is important to collaborate and include the disability community. You know, nothing about us without us. So why is it important to include people with disabilities and service providers um, as part of this collaboration and this development? So if, if folks would like to listen and take part in that conversation with ACB, again, please check out the Site Tech Global website. I believe that is scheduled for uh, Thursday, December 8th. And I, I'm on the East Coast, so I, I believe it's noon Eastern at 9 a.m. Pacific for that conversation. But John, are there other conversations or other presenters that you are looking forward to hearing from at SiteTech Global this year? Well, you know, to be honest with you, Clark, it's kind of hard for me to narrow it down. Um, there are so many presentations that I'm personally interested in that I don't know that I can call out just a couple of them, but I have to honestly say that I am really looking forward to our in-person event on Friday, December 9th, because it'll be so fun to have the opportunity to meet many of these people in person who have participated in Site Tech Global and who really are the movers and shakers in the creation of a lot of the AI and assistive technology um, applications and tools and, and concepts that make their way into products that benefit all of us. So uh, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Well, that is a very diplomatic answer. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm going to ask Ned the same question to see if he'll give me some specifics here. So Ned, any, any speakers or topics that you are uh, most excited for this year? Oh, well, I'm really glad that ACB is going to be uh, part of the show again. Thank you for that, Clark and your team. Uh, that's always a big shot in the arm for us when we know that you're going to be a part of the event. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, you know, so, uh, I mean, if John feels like he has to be diplomatic about his favorite part of the show, you can imagine how I feel. <laughs> but the, uh, uh, I would say, you know, the, I've, I've listened in to everything uh, that we've recorded. And so I know how the conversations go. And I think if I had to maybe put it a little differently, if I, if I were thinking about our audience and what they'll be most interested in, I suspect that they really like to hear the conversation about humanware Stellar Trek, where we have the lead um, product guy who's, who's helped build that with Peter Tupsik, who is the marketer for humanware. We have a young founder team, uh, the founding team uh, that created Celeste, which is a pair of glasses that are uh, enabled smart glasses, but they look like very normal looking glasses. Uh, and that uh, team comes out of Canada. One of the found two engineers, one of them is blind, a couple of young gentlemen. Um, that's going to be quite interesting to hear how they put that together. Um, the uh, dynamic tactile uh, uh, device is another super interesting combo of sessions. So we have the team from Korea at DOT dot that actually created the dynamic tactile display, which is, I think everyone agrees, a real breakthrough in the idea of, of having a full display uh, with braille on it. 
and uh, uh, then uh, APH is has worked with DOT and Humanware to take that same device and, uh, and develop applications that will work specifically in, a, in the education market, in particular to help STEM students uh, to visualize uh, mm -hmm. charts and graphs and, and other things, but not limited to that by any means. So, uh, and then on the AI side, we have uh, three really interesting conversations that I think uh, people will find surprising and worthy uh, because they address uh, what's up with AI, you might say, because we're at a crossroads in the development of um, big, sophisticated artificial intelligence systems. Uh, a lot of things are changing quickly and um, some of them are gonna have uh, significant beneficial impacts for assistive tech and, and some of it could be problematic. So we have some experts on the program to discuss that. So a very windy answer uh, to your question, Clark, but thank you for asking. And I will share some of the, the items that caught my attention as well. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the, the team from Korea that it invented um, the dynamic tactile braille device of DOT and their work with the American Printing House. I did see uh, Greg Stoltzen on the agenda there, uh, and that certainly piqued my interest. You mentioned uh, in the previous part of the conversation, uh, I believe it's uh, Saqib Sheikh from yes. Microsoft Seeing AI and certainly the use of artificial intelligence and optical character recognition for day-to-day uh, -day uses of this technology. And ACB, we've got our, our friends from Waymap using AI in the, the physical built environment for navigation and wayfinding. Uh, but it, a couple others stand out as well. Uh, certainly the metaverse. How can we talk about artificial intelligence without talking about the metaverse? And uh, certainly excited that, uh, that Meta will be taking part this year, as well as you know, we're talking about navigation and wayfinding, but more from the vehicle perspective with another one of your sponsors, right? Waymo is Correct. involved yeah. with Tech Global this year and certainly a, a friend of ACB as well. So certainly excited to hear what Waymo is going to share about their use of artificial intelligence and autonomous vehicles. And as this is following the Audio Description Awards Gala, uh, another general session that I certainly need to highlight with guests from Pixar and Deluxe talking about the importance of audio description quality and human voicing, uh, including one of our friends from Comcast, Tom Lukowski. So I think that'll be a great conversation as well. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, thank you for that uh, run through of the agenda. It's, it's tremendous, Clark. Um, yeah, we're very excited about it. There's quite a feast of great conversations. And I'd, <laughs> to fully embrace my, uh, you know, uh, QVC home shopping network sales pitch. Uh, you know, and Ned, and that's not all. So where can, where can folks find the full site tech global agenda, the main stage, the breakouts, and how to register for free? 
the uh, uh, go to site tech global um, that's S I G H T uh, T E C H uh, global G L O B A L dot com. And uh, you'll see right when you land on the front page, there's a big uh, button that says register for free. And also in the navigation on the site up at the top, there's a register button. So those two links will take you to registration. Registration is in a Google form, highly accessible. And if you care to look at the agenda, uh, right up in the navigation next to the register link in the navigation is the word agenda. And so if you click on agenda, um, it's a, a great page that lists the speakers and the session titles with short descriptions and the times uh, when these uh, speakers will appear. It's perfectly okay to drop into the show uh, just to listen to the sessions that are interesting to you. Again, when you get a link to, after you register, uh, we'll be sending you a link to join the show. And uh, that link is basically unchanging throughout the show. Anytime you click on it, you'll just be right in front of whatever session is we're broadcasting at that point. And all right, John, this, this is your final opportunity to make the hard sell to other ACB members on why they should attend Site Tech Global this year on December 7th, 8th, and 9th. Well, Clark, I know that ACB does a tremendous job with technology, advocacy, um, when you look at ACB Media, the Information Access Committee, BITS, ACB Radio Amateurs, and all of the work that you do in the national office with creating partnerships with not only technology companies, but also with individuals and organizations who are creating the access technology. In other words, the tools that allow um, companies to develop products, which not only do we who are blind and, and low vision use, but you know there, there have been some real good examples of technology that has been developed, which is also enjoyed by the general public. Um, I think this is a, a wonderful opportunity for ACB members to hear from people who they wouldn't normally hear from. I mean, these are high level, very smart people who are presenting their ideas and their technologies uh, in a way that the average user or, or consumer of technology is able to understand and get to know some of these folks who are behind the scenes making all of the technology accessible for us and and really allowing us to you know get to know um, who some of these folks are so this is a tremendous opportunity to be able to really learn about what goes on behind the scenes to make accessible and access technology products and services available to us. So um, I, I really hope that people are able to attend live, but if you can't attend live, as we've been saying uh, throughout this podcast, 
all of the sessions will be archived and will be available for you to listen to anytime that it's convenient. So um, please do check out the sessions that you're interested in. And uh, we, we really look forward to being able to provide some great content for you this year. And um, we, uh, we look forward to your feedback too. So Clark, thank you very much. Well, thank you, John and Ned. I certainly couldn't say it better myself. And I've already kept you all longer than I've promised. You, you've got you know, less than a week to go here until things are live with Site Tech Global 2022. So I think that's a great note to, to end and wrap up on. So John Glass, chairman of the board of directors of Vista Center and longtime ACB member, thank you so much for your time here today. Thank you very, very much, Clark. And, and Ned Desmond, you. executive producer of Site Tech Global, thank you for giving a, a sneak peek of what folks can expect when tuning in to Site Tech Global uh, next week. Thank you very much, Clark. I hope we'll see you there. Uh, I can guarantee that you will. And I hope that all of our friends within ACB check out sitetechglobal.com, which you can link to from the notes of this podcast and join us, join the conversation at Site Tech Global 2022 on December 7th, 8th, and 9th. And as John said, we will continue to do our part at ACB as we improve access to assistive and accessible technology. And I hope you all will join us and keep advocating. This episode of the ACB Advocacy Update has been made possible in part through the support of ACB of Minnesota. ACBM wants to send along heartfelt greetings to all of its family throughout the ACB community. Having hosted two outstanding and invigorating ACB national conventions, they are committed to expanding opportunity for Americans who are blind and visually impaired. ACBM supports the James R. Olson Memorial Scholarship honoring one of its past members, and they continue to not let life during these challenging times slow down. ACBM invites all to their informative bi-monthly community conference calls, ranging on everything from sports and technology to gardening and loving life in the land of 10,000 lakes. They hold quarterly monthly membership meetings, monthly coffee gatherings, and monthly board meetings. To learn more about ACBM, visit their website at www acbminnesota.org or call 612-223-5543. ACBM, a supporter of the ACB Media Network.